the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. No, it's not all hers. Not unless we're talking about a female feline. Evidently, it is a, 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 a feline's world out there. Uh, many years ago, when, and, and hear me out, a lot of people might think that this story and everything going on with this transgender doesn't have anything to do with legalizing same-sex marriage. But there were the people that were like, look, if we start going down this road of to where you know anything goes then you know what anything will go it then it will become three people getting married or two people and their dog getting married and you know what we ended up actually having people marrying trees right so then it became well oh i identify as a, a black person who remembers rachel dolezal right and you know what she didn't suffer any repercussions from that um now it's gone so far as and then it, and then it was you you can identify and and transform yourself or transition from b- between genders then it became to where now literally i think facebook has 27 different genders and yeah as well as other institutions that have mo- so many different genders and now evidently you can identify as complete different species and before you guys start start thinking that this is a joke and we're making this up oh no this is actually true okay and so we've got a clip and, and of course it is better when you can see this individual but it's still in some ways it's really juicy and yummy and hilarious uh when you listen to this individual and yeah we're going to openly mock because that's what needs to happen here we need to be saying this is to people, disturbing this is disturbing and no we are not going to validate you simply because you want to identify as a feline you know Let's andrea get. years ago prager said this is exactly where we were headed and people kind of laughed and scoffed well here we are mm-hmm. here we are and here she is i don't think we've got a name for this for this feline but she identifies as a cat and she says she and her fellow cat friends meow at each other to signal various things so we want you to listen and see if you can tell the difference between you know kind of like a parent you've you've had two kids and parents can say that they can identify the difference in the cries from their children see listen to this and see if you can identify the different meanings between her meows skins please play clip three teaching you guys some ways that my friends and I meow to one another to communicate when words just seem a little too difficult. So here we go. Okay, so first off we have the normal meow that we just use mostly to get each other's attention. Meow. Okay, then we have the dissatisfied meow. <coughs> then the angry meow, but we only use this one on rare occasions because overall we're a very happy kitten family. <laughs> Then the happy or content meow. Meow. 
Okay, then one of the most important ones for our kitten family is the I want to go potty meow. It took me a really long time to master this meow because it, it needs to be really specific in order for my kittens to understand. Okay, this is the most important meow for me, and it's the I need help wiping meow. Okay, and last but definitely not least is our in heat meow, and we use this when we need a little bit more special kitten attention, if you know what I mean. Meow. Um, meow. Um, what this individual needs, seriously, is some help with... Uh, therapy. This person needs therapy. Yeah. I don't know legit what's wrong with this individual, but it needs to be between her God and a qualified therapist. And this is... And, and we're here, and I actually believe if you watch this video, this person's serious. This person oh, is... this is at, not a joke. This is not a joke. I mean, in in some ways, the different meows are are, are are a joke because you know, I mean, there's the the level of creativity and skill here is 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 abominable. Like she could not, she couldn't be hired to perform in Cats the musical in any way. Um, but the honest, this person absolutely believes this, right? Just like there are people that actually believe that that it, that it is a thing that you can, uh, I choose your gender, right? And we have it has gone from, like I've said many times. That it has gone from initially it was about tolerance, then it became about validation. Now it's about forced participation. I am never going to participate. I don't call anybody a, a, a particular pronoun that you demand. I am never going to be forced to use a pronoun. I, it makes me cringe whenever I hear, like I was watching Newsmax this morning, and one of the hosts was actually talking about Leah Thomas. We've got a story coming up in a moment about Leah Thomas. The trans uh, swimmer, I am not going to refer to Leah Thomas as a she. Not going to do it. I'm not going to use language like gender affirmation. There's no such thing as gender affirmation surgery. There's no such thing as gender affirmation medications. You are born with a certain gender. I will tell you that if you're an adult, and I've said this many times, you want to live your life as a different gender in which you were born. I don't care. It doesn't change your biology. And we, we are here with our country being destroyed, literally, th- this is destroying. This is destroying our country, right? It's destroying the lives of girls because girls don't exist anymore. We've got girls being raped in schools and then them covering it up. That Just, just the one school dis- district alone in Virginia should have been enough for there to be not one school in this country that allows any biological male to ever step inside a locker room or a restroom at, 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 used by girls, Period. Period. There should never be an instance where a biological male is competing against a biological female in a sport. Period. Have set up their own sports categories. Set up their own sports whatever. What are they called? Leagues or, or, or whatever. Leah Thomas, a biological male who's six foot whatever with the shoulders of a biological male. The, it, when you're, in, when you're in, in swimming, how you are, how your body is goes a long way to your ability to compete in swimming. I saw this whole thing on Michael Phelps and about one of the reasons why it's not just his his ability for his strokes. It's not just his mental capacity as a competitor. So much about his wins had to do with phys- physically how he was built, that he had this uh, very short legs, very narrow waist with really broad shoulders. He had very long arms. His 
hands were like platypuses, right? There's a very specific physiological structure, physical structure that set up Michael Phelps to win. Same thing with Leah Thomas. And yet look what they're doing. The uh, the NCAA um, has made, nominated uh, Leah Thomas to receive the NCAA's Woman of the Year Award. Woman of the Year Award. There's a total of 577 nominees, and the NCAA uh, is giving it to Leah Thomas. Quote, uh, the award is designed to recognize, quote, female student athletes who have exhausted their eligibility and distinguished themselves in their community, in athletics, and in academics throughout their college careers. What has Leah Thomas done? Leah Thomas couldn't compete with biological males and so and was a loser when it was involved when he was having to compete with males so he decides that he's going to after he has completed puberty decides he's going to take some estrogen and then that is what what has been such a such an amazing achievement stealing stealing from others which i think this is theft i think what this says mentally to, to the to the women out there that have worked so long and hard well yeah it's completely uh, it's stealing from them. It's stealing what is rightfully theirs, for which they're the ones that have competed. They're the ones uh, that have exhausted their eligibility and distinguished themselves. These girls that have competed against other females for the millisecond, right, or the millimeter of an inch to get that finger across the line. They're the ones who have achieved something. He's just a loser who couldn't, who couldn't cut it in competing against men. That's the reality. We've got, but a hat tip to a federal judge in Tennessee, though. He has temporarily blocked the Biden administration directives allowing transgender workers and students to use bathrooms and locker rooms and join sports teams that correspond um, with their gender identity. Uh, Charles actually uh, ruled in favor of 20 Republican state attorney generals who sued last August, arguing that the federal directives would make it impossible for states to enforce their own rules about transgender athletes participating in girls schools and accessing bathrooms. I think that this is one instance where we should have federal we should have federal intervention that says no biological males are not going to be going into locker rooms where where uh, where biological Females are. Now, if it's adults and you want to join a gym or a workout facility and they say, look, we have unisex locker rooms here. We have unisex bathrooms here. um, And then you have a choice as to whether or not you want to join, you know, that gym and pay the membership and join. That's one thing. But to force women to have to share a locker room and share bathrooms with biological males is sexual harassment, is sexual abuse. That's what it is. So, and we need to be pushing back against it. And that's one of the things as I'm looking, as we're going into the midterms and as we're going into 2024, I am looking for uh, every Republican candidate at every level. I don't care whether it's city council, whether it's county supervisors, governor, congresspeople, or president. I want you to be on the campaign trail vocally, loudly, pushing back against this insanity. Yes, we know you like lower taxes and a good economy. Let's move beyond that. Yeah, because that's that is something that that's the easy stuff. That's the easy stuff. 
This is the difficult stuff. And that's why it's they the left has made progress. That's why they've chosen this cultural Marxist movement to go down and the, the route of, of these cultural issues, because they know the Republicans are too weak. They're too weak to push back against it. We're not hearing enough about it. Um, I, I, who has been, let me tell you, who has been really vocal about things like uh, pushing back against Drag Queen Story Hour, pushing back against um, all things cultural, as well as CRT, also pushing back against the open border we've got, pushing back against the uh, election fraud was Carrie Lake out of Arizona. Well, it's becoming this week, there's a showdown in Arizona this week, and the showdown is not just between what some people are calling Rhino Robson, Republican gubernatorial candidate in the primary, but also against, and she was endorsed by Pence, um, but also between Robson against Carrie Lake, who's being referred to as Fake Lake, and that's Trump's candidate going into the Arizona Republican gubernatorial primary. Both men, former President Trump, and Vice President Pence are going to be in the state of Arizona Friday with their handpicked candidates. Who do y'all think is going to, going to win out in the end? And should we actually be excited over either one of these candidates? We're going to talk about that when we come back. 888-344-1170. Um, hmm. I don't know. I'm still, I'm, I got to ponder this one. I'm going to share with you guys my thoughts on Fake Lake when we come back from the break. <clears throat> Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Uh, Starbucks is actually providing their baristas with an active shooter training as crime surges across the country. Police in New York are seeking three uh, black girls. I'm going to help Fox News out here. The headline they've got here is police seeking three suspects who violently attacked woman yelling, I hate white people. Uh, let me help you out, Fox News. Uh, police seeking three uh, black young women who violently attacked uh, an elderly woman on the bus uh, yelling, uh, I hate white women. We have a crime wave across this country, including at an Indiana mall. And what stops a bad guy with a gun? A good guy with a gun. But don't ask the left about that today because they actually are upset about this young man named Elisha Dickin. And we're going to tell you his story um, after the next break. So stay tuned uh, for that. Before we get into that story, I, I do want to talk about what was really at the top of Drudge Report today. Much is being made of the battle, the upcoming MAGA battle between the showdown in Arizona, one of the, as y'all know, um, if not just one of the most contested states in the 2020 election, but I think the most contested state because it was Arizona that Fox News called prematurely for Joe Biden back in 2020. Um, there's the uh, lots of primaries happening across the country. We tend to be focusing mainly on the congressional primaries, but we got some gubernatorial races that people need to be paying attention to. Um, one of which is in Arizona and, um, what I find interesting here is that the uh, Trump's chosen candidate and he's still when when it comes to his endorsements i think he's still something he's over 90 percent accurate right i think i've lost track on the numbers if you want to get an endorsement by trump you're looking pretty good right um you're looking pretty good a lot of people are making hay from the fact that he backed um that governor that vice president pence backed kemp in georgia 
and Trump backed Vernon Jones. No, it was David uh, Perdue in Georgia. Perdue was a bad, bad candidate. Perdue, that it was not indicative of Vice President Pence's power of an endorsement versus Trump. Uh, Vice President Pence has announced that he is backing Rhino um, Gal Robson. Karen Taylor Robson, Trump has backed Carrie Lake. And Carrie Lake is the former news anchor who who publicly quit her position. I think she was the number one news anchor for the state of Arizona for 27 years. And not just because she is stunningly beautiful. I don't know. I, she, she looks like um, Italian to me, maybe. She's, uh, I don't know, or maybe Spanish. I'm not sure. Um, she's absolutely drop-dead beautiful. She is incredibly articulate. Because she's got the media background that she's got, I mean, people, you can almost see as she's walking uh, and reporters from even huge media outlets are, are wanting to approach her. You can see that they're a little nervous because she has the capacity to own anybody who dares out of the media to ask her a question. There are those, though, however, that say that in spite of the fact that she has been as brilliant as she has been in the debate that last week, she she forced everybody running uh, for governor, she said, show of hands if you if you actually believe that Joe Biden won the presidency. She is the most courageous, bold, fearless candidate I've seen in a long time. However, there are those who were saying that she's uh, she's actually earned in some ways. And I don't know if you would say earned, but she's got the moniker now of fake lake. And the reason is because uh, reportedly she backed uh, Obama back in 2008 she also, um, which I think we played a clip of it, why Brett Baer, she called out Brett Baer because he asked her about, uh, she's been very vocal against Drag Queen Story Hour and children going to drag shows. And and I think we played the clip of her owning Brett Baer. She was like, why are you even asking me this question? Because some drag queen, I guess, is suing her. Uh, and she's like, why, you know, shame on you, Brett Bear, for even asking this question. Well, I mean, I guess she in the past had, you know, gone to this club where there were drag shows. And um, so, you know, there were people that are coming out and saying, beware, be wary of her that she's fake. Uh, I actually hung out with some Zonies this weekend, uh, people from Arizona who are like, yeah, you know, the word around Arizona, she's not really the conservative MAGA gal she's pretending to be. Uh, the other person that Vice President Pence is supporting is a an attorney for real estate conglomerates there for large real estate organizations. Her name is Karen um, Robson, whose husband is a housing developer named Ed Robson, who's 91, and he's one of the state's richest residents. He's amassed a fortune building master plan retirement communities. Um, she says the 2020 election was unfair, but stopped calling stopped short of calling it fraudulent. Um, she's running uh, as, um, you know, being a border hawk. Um, she's the one who is branded Carrie Lake as being fake Lake. Um, how, uh, highlighting the $350 donation that Carrie Lake gave to Obama's 20, uh, 2008 campaign. Although Robson herself contributed, has contributed large sums to Democrats. So here's how I see it and what's going on. I think, um, Robson is a rhino. I think she's a rhino. I think Carrie Lake is the real deal. And let me tell you why. I don't have a problem. I'm not about labels anymore. I'm not about labels. I'm about ideas. I don't advocate for party or Paul. I've said that many times on my show. And if we are going to be the party that says we're going to reach out to you over here, we're going to tell you if we're going to welcome 
So many of those Democrats that crossed those party lines and voted for Trump in 2016 and tore down that blue wall because Trump said to the African-American community, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? The black community, African-Americans have voted en masse over 90% to Democrats over the years. And what have you gotten as a result of it? I don't have a problem if somebody voted for Obama, contributed to Obama, and then learned from it and said, you know what? I'm on board with this Make America Great Again. I'm on board with America First. I'm on board with stopping. And you know what? And oh, by the way, I've been to many drag shows in my life. I enjoyed the adult entertainment because that's what it was. It was adult entertainment. But you know what? I think it needs to be kept away from five-year-olds and it shouldn't be drag queen story hour at at libraries. And I don't believe that little kids should be putting dollar bills into G-strings of, of drag shows and, and drag performers in schools. I can get behind that person. I can get behind a woman who's going to go, you know what? Yeah, maybe I supported Obama back in the day, but there was... this. Joe Biden was installed in the White House and the election was stolen. That's my person. That's my person. In fact, Vice President Pence endorsing her has me running solidly towards Carrie Lake. If he's endorsing Robson, she's not my person. That's where I'm at. Because I think that one of the things that Trump has over and over and over and over and over uh, what he has done is reveal to us who the snakes in the grass are have been within the so-called conservative movement who the establishment uniparty hacks are i don't care how many times a day vice president pence sits and reads the bible with his wife and i don't care how great it is i think it's great that he doesn't hold meetings with women without his wife because he doesn't want to court temptation that doesn't make him good for this country a lot of people think he's sold out you uh, I, and I've had this argument with Christians, and y'all can tell me if you disagree with me. Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. You can be a Christian and be and be on the side of the wrong side politically, and be aiding and abetting the communists that want to take over this country. And in doing so, you're not doing your part as a Christian, because ultimately, every bit of this is about destroying this country by destroying the fabric on which it, it, this country was girded the the fabric of a nation judeo-christian principles and values we already we and you know what it shouldn't be as any surprise that somebody who might be a christian might be aiding and abetting because we actually see the aiding and abetting of of the left in our churches i was actually watching a mega mega church this weekend and and i'm gonna i'm gonna move off from here and, and take a break in a moment we're gonna we're gonna talk about the good guy with a gun in a minute um, but I, I was actually shocked to watch this mega church um, pastor this weekend, and he was reading a scripture where, and it had to do with the end times, talking about and good men will call evil good, and good, you know, uh, evil good, and and the other one, and 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 good evil. What's what's the, what's that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Um. And he went on to basically how he described good men calling evil good he said that you know when we when when you think of in the end times good men calling evil good what do you think about you think about sexual immorality right you think about um uh the the transgender movement 
right? You think about you think about pedophilia. We've got a school teacher in San Diego today who was arrested because he was working with somebody out of Pennsylvania uh, to try to 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 try to lure kids into sending naked pictures around, right? Um, you know, there there are those that actually you you look at the pornography and the pedophilia. You look at these these camps going on in this country, in which the the idea is we've got to teach you know four year olds and five year olds about you know really depraved sex acts because you know uh, that. That's my idea of in the end times of good men calling evil good. His idea, his example of good men calling evil good in the end times had to do with racism and CRT. And this is a mega church preacher who I would never listen to again. So that's so that's a, it's a long way around. I went I went all the way around the path. But that's what I think of Mike Pence. Mike Pence is that that mega church preacher who wants to continue to grow and grow and grow. So he's willing to he's willing to grow um, the Bible into areas and and grow the word into areas. It doesn't it, it doesn't go and to manipulate it. Because that's that's how they grow the church to water down the gospel. And that, to me, is is Mike Pence as a politician. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in Arizona. If you're in Arizona, uh, you know, let me know. Let us know who you support. Do you support Carrie Lake or you support Robson? 888-344-1170. I tell you who I support. I support 22-year-olds who conceal carry, legally conceal carry, on a ready to take down a bad guy in a mall. And we're going to talk about Elisha Dinkin when we come back. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. So, at the uh, beginning of hour one, we talked about the 70 something page report com- coming out of Uvalde, and uh, which just confirmed, continued to confirm with even more shocking. Uh, Details as to the failures that went on with the more than 300 law enforcement agents that were outside of that school that did nothing to save those children. It's not surprising that a Trafalgar, a Trafalgar uh, poll conducted by Mark Meckler, Trafalgar in conjunction with Mark Meckler, who's president of Convention, Convention of States, said that more than 40% of U.S. voters believe that armed citizens, not law enforcement, are the best way to protect the public from mass shooters. Um, their, their national survey revealed um, 41.8% of voters responded that armed citizens are the best protection, compared with 25.1% who believe law enforcement is the best protection during a mass shooting event. Federal agents would be their best protection, said 10.3% of voters, while 22.8% said none of the above. Uh, Mark Meckler said that um, Americans watched in horror as an active shooter was permitted to rampage through a school while the police stood outside and did absolutely nothing. Over and over again, citizens are given the clear message that when it comes to protecting loved ones, you're on your own. At the same time, we're told guns are the problem and we should give up our right to self, uh, self-defense. self Voters are not stupid, he said. They understand that responsible citizens offer the best means of protecting our schools, homes, and communities in this country. Pursuing such policies is not only bad politics, but it puts us all at risk. Absolutely. And you would think, given that poll... That when an, a shooter opened up in an Indiana shopping mall, that people would be happy today that a young man referred to as the Good Samaritan, 
stepped up and took out the bad guy. This according to the uh, Green, the Green, City of Greenwood Police Department. Greenwood Mayor Mark Meyer said a total of four people, including the gunman, are dead and two others are injured, including a 12-year-old girl. Uh, he said, as of now, we do not know the shooter's identity or motive. We do know that someone we are calling the Good Samaritan was able to shoot the assailant and stop further bloodshed. I am grateful, he said, this person saved lives tonight. On behalf of the city of Greenwood, I am grateful for his quick action and heroism in this situation. We now know that the the young man's name is Elijah Dankin. And you would think that he would be heralded, Elisha Dickin, and you would think that he would be heralded a hero by everybody, right, Skins? Except that today, the left is basically saying that, um, in fact, let me read you a comment made from a blue check. He's being compared to Kyle Rittenhouse and being excoriated. And there are people that saying, you know, I don't want to live in a world, basically, where, you know, 21, 22 year olds are out there with guns. This is how demented they are in terms of, of looking to take our rights away from us. Here on the heels of the truth about Uvalde, that those children were left to be slaughtered by the police. Here we've got examples of, of, of proper response and what happens when somebody is there and quickly, quickly uh, it does the opposite of Uvalde, right? And quickly uh, uh, approaches the gunman and takes him out. No, and instead of being happy about that or going, yeah, you know what? Here's the solution here. We get this. Um, I don't know who needs to hear this, but when a 22-year-old illegally brings a loaded gun into a mall and kills a mass shooter armed with an AR-15 after he already killed three people and wounded others is not a ringing endorsement of our implementation of the Second Amendment. Can you help me understand that, Skins? It, 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 it. Is that not an endorsement of the Second Amendment? Listen to what she describes. A 22-year-old brings a loaded gun into a mall and kills a mass shooter. This is how demented the left is, is when they actually think that somebody sh- killing a mass shooter is a bad thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's the reason there's reasons the Second Amendment is in place. And that seems like that would be one of them. Yeah. He was le- And by the way, they said that he was illegally carrying. He was legally carrying. He, he had he did not illegally bring that gun in. He was legally carrying under Indiana's constitutional constitutional carry law what they're referring to as illegal is that the mall says that they are a gun-free zone and you know what he brought in he has he had a concealed carry um the right under indiana's constitutional carry law to he had the right to carry the gun under indiana law so the so mall he's just had, supposed to uh, you know not follow the, the 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 mall rules and let the guy kill people right so uh, no he was supposed to follow the mall rules so here he's got a handgun that under Indiana law, he's got the right to carry concealed. But because the mall has a gun-free zone sign up, that as though that signage on the door, that ink on the door, and I don't know, maybe you can argue with me that that's a business and they've got the right to decide whether or not somebody brings a gun in. In my mind, if I've got a constitutional right, a right under the not just the U.S. Constitution, but the state that constitution, supersedes. that it should supersede some ink you got on a piece of paper stuck to a door. But the extent in which the left is unhappy tonight that he stopped a mass shooter should tell you everything you need to know about the left. 
They don't want people to be defended. They don't want anybody to be defended. They're angry. He's being compared to Kyle Rittenhouse, who, by the way, was found by a jury of his peers to have acted in self-defense. And it wasn't just that he was found. And the reason why he was found uh, innocent and acquitted on the grounds of self-defense was because of the video that proved it. In fact, it was his assailants that he defended himself against who were the ones illegally using, like the one of them that... that um, he shot in the left arm, had, was illegally brandishing a gun, pointed at Kyle Rittenhouse's face. It was Kyle Rittenhouse who had the right to be there, carrying that weapon that he legally had the right to own and had the right to use in self-defense. The other one that he killed, the child predator that Rittenhouse killed, was trying to use a skateboard against him as a weapon. And to those who say that, you, that that's not a murder weapon, let me remind you that in Orange County, about around the time of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial... I think it was in um, a fast food restaurant. Somebody murdered another individual wielding a, a, a skateboard. Skateboards are huge. They're solid wood. They've got wheels My on them and metal on them. You can do a lot of damage with those things. Well, you can kill. You can kill. So we've got, at least we've got a majority of people, according to this Trafalgar poll, Trafalgar and Convention of States poll, the average American gets it. The average American is sick and tired of all day, every day. Now, it's become, I mean, the rapidity in which we are now a nation of just, uh, you know, open warfare on the streets to where certain individuals of certain identity groups get to run away, run around all day long, attacking people on buses, shoving people in front of trains. And we're expected to do nothing. That was the message of Kyle Rittenhouse. That's why those prosecutors, of which should have been, um, should have been prosecuted for prosecutorial misconduct in in the fact that, and I don't want to relitigate, we don't have time to get into it, but they actually withheld exculpatory evidence. They lied in front of the jury. They lied as they were as they were conducting uh, direct and cross examinations. Um, the message to us was supposed to be: you better be. We're not BLM and Antifa. And those behind the chop and every one of them running around the streets right now with their smashing grabs and throwing cement milkshakes. These three young black girls that attacked, you know, uh, th- this elderly woman on a bus. And, and I don't care what color you are. We got a crime wave across this country because the message because the Dem- Democrats want anarchy in the streets. You know and what they want okay with Andrea? What? The, uh, yes, they want to take everybody's guns, but they're also OK with people owning guns, but being so afraid to use them because they're going to get thrown in jail and there's going to be so many repercussions that they'll never use them. Well, that's and that's why they're going to have to continue to go after Kyle Rittenhouse now, because even though he had the he was carrying that gun legally, even though he was found uh, he was acquitted righteously so because he was exercising his right to self-defense they now want you to be coward in your home and and be uh, and being too afraid to use it and they're trying to do different things that they can do to scare you into not using it right whether it be new legislation that will criminalize the owners that if somebody takes your gun i think that's one of the things newsom's trying to do here in california you're you're going to be liable if somebody goes and steals your car out of the driveway and go most people down at the at an art walk over the weekend or or a food you know event nobody they're not going to come to you are they nope or the or the car manufacturer they're not are there's no difference no except that Gavin Newsom, he signed a bill allowing for uh, lawsuits against gun makers for negligence. This was signed into law last week. 
it cre- the it creates a quote code of conduct that features various safeguards intended intended to reduce gun violence, authorizing lawsuits for violations uh, by the state attorney general, city attorneys, and individual citizens. But we have no idea what's the code of conduct. What code of conduct can a manufacturer impose upon a gun buyer? So basically, it's just, I I guess it's just open that, you know, if somebody uses, uh, uh, buys a Smith Wesson or whatever, and they go to use it, the manufacturer is going to be sued. Quote, if you've been hurt or a family member is a victim of gun violence, you can now go to court and hold these makers of deadly weapons accountable. You know, I, I, for a while, Andrew, I really believed that they wanted to repeal the Second Amendment. I, and I think now they realize that's probably never going to happen. So, but they're going to make it so weak it doesn't matter, right? Or yeah, or they're going to, or they're going to whether they're trying to put the gun manufacturers out of business, and then try to make anybody who's who's um, got, legally carrying make you too afraid to use your gun, or or make it so difficult to use it that it's so locked away and so far away from you. If somebody comes into You'll your never home, have a chance. you don't have a chance to get to it anyway. Breitbart had an article out with there was a study that was conducted from the Crime Prevention Research uh, Center, and it lists more than 60 instances in, in which a concealed carry permit holder stopped a mass shooter. But yet they're trying to demonize this young man tonight who stopped a mass shooter. And you know one of the reasons why they're demonizing him? Because he used a handgun and not an AR-15. It was a handgun that took down a mass shooter using an AR-15. Because that's been also the big narrative, the big push. Nobody needs to own you know this assault weapon or whatever and that you know because that that's another end around another way they're trying to pierce and get rid of our second amendment rights going after this particular weapon the reality is ar-15s the uh, dude a mass shooter with an ar-15 was taken down by a 22 year old young man with a handgun those ar-15s are not exactly the mass shooting um scourge automatic weapon that the left would like you to believe what this young man did was bust through so many of their false narratives and they're trying to destroy him tonight as well as trying to gaslight you to convince you that um, he's the bad guy here and not the shooter in fact why do we have his name tonight but we don't have the name of the mass shooter i don't have that information do i fit the narrative right in fact i want to know who this mass shooter was do we have a social? Can you go? We're going to take a break. We come back. Um, I'm going to have Skins Google this mass shooter and see because I didn't see any information on him, him him sooner. Although I'm happy to just, I don't like these guys get, get made famous anyway with these mass shooters. I'm happy to just talk about the hero of the story. But I'm curious because anytime they don't really tell us much about who the mass shooter was, let's just say it's not usually a MAGA dude. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We've actually got a great news story. We got a win for religious freedoms and employees everywhere. We're going to share that story with you when we come back. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Nope, Skins gave a little looky-poo. No information on the shooter, the mass shooter in Indiana. So had tip, God bless the young man, Elisha Dickin, uh, for his courage and calmness in being the good guy to stop the bad guy with the gun. Speaking of some courage, we got a good news story out of Texas. There was this gal, a last name of Carter, who um, filed a lawsuit against Southwest Airlines because she was fired 
um, for speaking out and exercising her First Amendment right um, against uh, the unions. She, you know, uh, as flight attendant, she was a union worker. And um, they fired her because of some social media posts, and she sued, and she won $5 million. Uh, Southwest said, we're disappointed with this verdict and plan to appeal to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Ms. Carter joined the union in 96 and resigned in 2013 after realizing her religious views did not align with those of the union. Um, but she was required to continue paying union fees as a condition of her employment. Such it's These, are little, un, these unions are little like commie organizations. In 2017, she learned that the union and its president attended the Women's March in D.C., which received some funding from Planned Parenthood. So then she criticized the union's attendance on social media. Um, The managers then informed her that she had to attend a meeting. So they called her in uh, regarding her Facebook post. They presented uh, presented, uh, screenshots of her social media activity and messages regarding her pro-life stance and questioned why she posted them. Well, you know, imagine being hauled in. Like, you know, they've they've scrounged through her private, you know, uh, social media post and called her in like to have a reckoning with her and over her pro-life position. So um, they told her that um, uh, that basically they fired her a week later, according to the lawsuit. Uh, Here's uh, uh, the president of National Right to Work Foundation, Mark Mix, said no American worker should have to fear termination, intimidation or any other reprisal merely for speaking out against having their own money spent purportedly in their name to promote any agenda that they find abhorrent. So, right. Exactly. Um, under the he, he went on to say that even with this basic right to dissent from the union's ideas, quote, under the Railway Labor Act. Uh, successfully defended, however, uh, TWU union officials still enjoy the enormous government-granted privilege of being able to force airline workers to financially subsidize their activities as a condition of employment. Um, While we're proud to stand with Ms. Carter and are pleased with the verdict, there ultimately should be no place in American labor law for compelling workers to fund a private organization that violates their core beliefs. Let me take you guys back a few segments ago where these little liberals are all upset saying we got to pack the Supreme Court and expand it because this, you know, far right white supremacy court is trying to take away our ability to, you know, express ourselves in our First Amendment rights. Here's an example of an employer whose First Amendment rights were completely denied by her employer, and she sued and won herself $5 million. This is a win. There, it, you know, these unions were supposed to be about workers' rights, but you know what? Her rights were denied her, and the rights are denied every worker when money is taken from them forcefully against their will under condition of employment and given to organizations that they don't support. That's not freedom. That's not freedom. So hat tip to her for that. Hope she enjoys her $5 million. Hey, on tomorrow night's show, uh, Iran has said that they are capable of building a nuclear bomb. So not exactly a successful trip on the part of Joe Biden over to the Middle East. On tomorrow night's show, we've got John Guandolo from Understanding the Thread, who's going to be here to help us understand everything that went down on the Middle East trip. What do we need to know about the Iran nuke deal and Iran's capabilities right now? And most importantly, What does that mean for us, the United States? Thank you for being here tonight. We'll see you all tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Three-star 
General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.